Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Puck Placement Podcast presented by Sports Ethos. We're back and actually shifting to the Eastern Conference. We're going to highlight the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, the previous episode was uh, Dallas Stars. Go check that out and um, give us a follow, of course. Um, be posting on, on Instagram, Twitter, uh, and so forth. Um, but um, yeah, appreciate all the listens and the follows, um, past, present, and future. Um, so last year, of course, uh, Red Wings made some changes and had some pretty expect- high expectations. Maybe not, you know, cup contention, but definitely playoff contention. Um, <clears throat> didn't come to fruition, and so in comes a whole new batch of players this year. Um, and it seems like they're going for it in a way I would caution Detroit fans from thinking cup contention uh, once again because of a few things but uh, mostly goaltending um, and then uh, the defense uh, pairings and uh, we'll get to that in a second but uh, let's go over the projected lineup and then we'll go over, um, you know, the departures and additions and what that means in both reality and fantasy. So uh, that first line is uh, pretty uh, recognizable with uh, David Perron and Dylan Larkin. But the highlight uh, addition and free agent signing was Alex DeBrinkett coming over from Ottawa. He'll likely be on that first line on uh, Dylan Larkin's right wing. Um as of right now, um, I project him to do something similar to last year. Um, that was a pretty good Ottawa squad that um, created and um, generated tons of uh, shooting chances, scoring opportunities. Um, <clears throat> Dylan Larkin had, you know, led the, led the team in scoring. Didn't have as much support as he will this year, and I think Alex Brinkett is going to be a huge part of that. Uh, had um, just below 30 goals last year. I think he gets back to that number. Um, he's scored 40 twice in his career already, and he's not even 26. So uh, I don't see that's, that uh, that average or that consistency slowing down anytime soon. So mark him down for around 30 goals, 75, you know, 70, 75 points, that range. Um but he adds, he brings that speed and incredible accurate uh, forehand shot um, from pretty much any any position. Doesn't need a lot of t- time or space, um, given us given that he's a smaller player. Um, but yeah, brings a l- whole lot of skill and talent to the table um, to help support Dylan Larkin and um, can you know set up David Prime for a pretty good year um, as well. Uh, Pran's battled injuries, but uh, has always been kind of a steadfast uh, scorer uh, when given opportunities. So um, pretty balanced first line, I'd say. Dubrink gets a pretty defensive liability. Larkin's pretty responsible. Um, so it'll be interesting from that standpoint, but as far as offensive output, it should be a pretty profitable line um, in fantasy. Um, and then, you know, for... <laughs> Uh, the non-fantasy players, uh, a very exciting line to watch this year, and I'll definitely be tuning in uh, to those games 
um, as much as possible. So second line is uh, Youngster uh, Berggren. Uh, let me see here. Uh, I'm blanking on money. how many points he had last year, but uh, let's see here. Um, young guy, pretty talented from what I saw. Um, um, Jonathan, that's right, John, Jonathan. Apologies if uh, I'm mispronouncing, but uh, Jonathan Berggren, uh, he's... 23 years old he's got good size um left-hander um but uh, a guy who's going to take a step forward i know that's what they're looking for as far as detroit management but i i think it's all but certain that he does he's he's pretty skilled um for his age well pretty skilled and for his age he you know he played pretty well um didn't get as much ice time as i thought they should have given him uh, let's see what is output 67 games um 28 points in that time frame and you know only get only average around 13 and a half minutes a game i thought he should have been elevated given that it seemed like it was a lost season pretty early on but uh, nevertheless he's going to be probably that second line left wing um at center we got andrew Kopp, who came over last year um Andrew Kopp uh, was pre- you know pretty steady player in Winnipeg. Pretty down year uh, by all by all estimations, and um, obviously the eye test, you know. And he admitted it uh, a pretty pretty down year for him, uh, scoring and you know all production on all levels. Um, a and on his right wing we have uh, Lucas Raymond. Only 20 years old, but also a guy in a similar similar realm as uh, Berggren. You know, looking for looking to take a big step forward. He had 45 points in 74 games last year. Average about 17 minutes. Uh, should be around that area as well, um, as far as production. But you know, I, I project more points uh, with more opportunities in an elevated, more elevated role. Um, yeah, Robbie Fabry. On the third line, we have the Robbie Fabry on the left wing. We have JT Comfer, new addition uh, from Colorado. And then Christian Fisher comes over from Arizona, uh, projected right wing. I don't think that should be where Fisher is, but we'll get to that in a minute. The fourth line, we have Clem Costin comes over from Edmonton. Uh, we got the big center... Um, Michael Rasmussen, guy's huge. Another young guy, another young gun for Detroit. Um, 29 points in 56 games. Not bad um, for a fourth liner. And I I see nothing but uh, improvement this year. Or I project that, at least. And then Daniel Sprong comes over from Seattle. Uh, very good player in my, in my eyes. Good speed, good shot. Had a 14% shooting percentage, which is... Pretty insane uh, for a fourth liner, quote unquote. Um, and here's where I, th- I I see Detroit making changes early on. I think I think Daniel Sprung should be elevated to that third line at least. Uh, Christian Fisher is n- simply not a scorer. Um, hasn't really <laughs> proven otherwise. I 
I think Fisher belongs on the fourth line and Sprong should be in the, on the third line there. But time will tell, as it usually does with these teams. Um, on defense, we have Jake Wallman, Moritz Sider. Uh, those guys played really well last year, as Detroit fans know. Uh, Sider was a little slower uh, as far as um, you know coming into his own as a a uh, offensive uh, producer, but he's young, very young guy, uh, really good size, and can move fairly well for a big guy, um, as well as moving the puck. So, you know, he's learning, and he's now going to be given that uh, ultimate responsibility of the first line or first pairing, and probably the first power play general there. Now we got Ben Sherratt and Jeff Petrie. Uh, Jeff Petrie comes over from. Pittsburgh, uh, Shane Gossespierre and Justin Hall, uh, the new new third pairing. Uh, Gossespierre was on two different clubs last year, uh, Arizona and Philly, and then Justin Hall comes over from Toronto. Um, not a whole lot of analysis with Justin Hall. He's not very good. Uh, I'm just going to put it out there. He's uh, was a liability in Toronto. I don't see him being any you know not relevant at all as far as fantasy goes uh Shane Spear, a pretty skilled defenseman as far as you know puck handling and skating uh, funny enough defense seems to be his bugaboo um he struggled to be a plus player uh so we'll see if that moves around I project that it does um Petrie has battled injuries so um you know, health, assuming good health, this is going to be the lineup. I would, I have no qualms about how they paired these guys. Ben Schrott probably needs to, you know, definitely needs to step it up. Not probably, definitely. Um, Jake Wallman, um, solid, solid player. Um, finished with 18 points in 63, 63 games. Um, average just below 20 point, 20 minutes a game. Um, so not, Huge, a huge offensive output, but uh, definitely worth keeping your eye on as far as their power play alignments. And um, now that he's on a you know first, the first pairing uh, with Sider should, and with an you know just a overall um, better uh, lineup as far as forwards and what uh, player what uh, teammates he'll be playing with should be a better year for him. Um, in goal, like I said, will probably be um, the elephant in the room. Hopefully not as bad as last year, but uh, we got Ville Husso, who's been on, or came over from uh, St. Louis last year. And then um, uh, James Reimer, longtime veteran, uh, was on, I believe, San Jose last year. Um, so... Kind of mentioned the new guys and did not talk about the departures. Uh, a couple young guys leave in the offseason. Philip Sedina, Pia Suter, and you know Adam Ernie left as well. Robert Hag and uh, Gustav Lindstrom, Alex Nedeljkovic, uh, sorry. Um, and Magnus Helberg's not uh, too much of a youngster. He's bounced around a couple times already. Um also lost Dominic Kubelik, went to Ottawa, 
and Alex Chason, who's been around for a while. Um, but yeah, those are the guys who left. Um, and yeah, just real quick, we'll run down the new some of the newcomers that are pretty relevant in fantasy. Um, like I said, Alex Brinkett probably hovers around that 75-point range. Um, definitely a guy that uh, will be rostered in all leagues uh, as soon as you draft uh, as far as fantasy goes, but uh, should be a huge boost to that first line uh, production with Dylan Larkin. Uh, JT Comfer, not a prolific scorer uh, by any means, but you know, 50, around the 50 points, 50 points threshold, threshold uh, playing alongside Andrew Kopp. Uh, the big thing for him is he's a huge faceoff uh, asset. You know, 40, 49% faceoff win rate last year uh, in Colorado. Uh, so that's a huge boost. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if he and Andrew Kopp actually change. No, not playing. Al- I know I mentioned playing alongside Andrew Kopp. I meant playing behind. Um, but uh, I think it wouldn't surprise anybody if they changed spots, switched spots on, in that lineup, uh, given Comfer's aforementioned uh, success at the faceoff dot. So huge if he does move up as far as, you know, he'll get more opportunities, more t- uh, ice time, and, you know, is very capable of, of getting to that 50 points regardless, um, but it gets an extra boost if he moves up in the lineup, of course. Uh, Daniel Sprong, I mentioned, um, I'm a pretty big fan as far as, you know, depth guys go. He's, you know, he was, started off in Washington, went over to Seattle on uh, the expansion, played really well last year, had 46 points as a fourth line depth player, only averaging around, you know, 11 minutes of ice time last year. Pretty damn good. Um, and, you know, the guy that's blocking him for more ice time on in on Detroit is Christian Fisher, who, you know, is looked on as his defensively responsible guy. And that's fine. Um, I just think Sprong is a a better fit on that third line, um, playing, you know, with comfort or cop. Doesn't really matter. Um and then yeah, I did mention the defensive guys that came over. Um, Jeff Petrie and Shane Gossesbury, you know, they both, you know, they put up identical amount of points last year. Um, but uh, based on their positions and projected uh, places in their defensive lo- alignment, not too fantasy re- uh, relevant at this point. Um, you know, so probably cap them out around 35 points each and, you know, just keep your eye on as far as injuries um, not just on the Detroit Red Wings, of course, if, you know, your own fantasy lineups uh, take a hit. Potentially, um, just, you know, more keep keep them on their watch list and see how they're um, progressing throughout the season. But that wraps it up for the Detroit Red Wings. I see them definitely improving upon last year, and uh, you know, which they put up 80, 80 points, finished seventh in the Atlantic. Um, it'll be interesting if they can leapfrog any of these teams because I, uh, the Atlantic is pretty stacked. Um, Boston would have to fall. Panthers would have to regress pretty hard. And then 
the Sabres and the Senators are both teams that are looking to also leapfrog a couple um, teams that either have lost players or um, could regress. So the Atlantic division is going to be very, very tough um, to move up in. So that's why they made these moves. And we'll see if it come if uh, more success more success comes to fruition. Like I said, that uh, goaltending could weigh them down again. But um, yep, that'll wrap it up. Thanks for listening. And like I said in the beginning, give us a follow at Sports Sports Ethos, and not just hockey. We got basketball rolling up. We got football. It's in it's uh, <laughs> in uh, full speed ahead mode, and baseball's wrapping up. But, um, yeah, we'll have more content rolling out as we near the season. I'll have my top 150 player rankings in fantasy coming out hopefully next week. Um, So stay tuned for that. But um, until next time, hope you guys have a good one. See ya.